listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Locked On Broncos from the South Stands to the End Zone here on this beautiful March 16th. It is the start of the NFL free agency period. It is NFL free agency week. Now, free agency hasn't necessarily started just yet. The legal tampering period opens up today, and we got a lot to break down. Obviously, Justin Simmons being franchise tagged and NFL reports from around the league. We're going to go over some of the biggest storylines ahead of this week and free agency. Plus, the NFL CBA has been renewed for the next 11 years. We talk about the impact that it has on the Denver Broncos and the rest of the NFL. We go through all the terms and everything invested in it. Plus, we predict how active the Broncos will be this week. And could there be a potential delay in NFL free agency or the NFL draft from starting up? We break that down all in today's jam-packed episode of the show. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst and Broncos insider for the Locked On NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. You guys can send me a text message, 303-529-6. 6323. Get in on all the action and talk Broncos football with me as well. We get Broncos news. We pump it out to you guys on the text message line as well. And also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Broncos. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the nitty gritty of today's Monday episode of the show here. And I think news at the top of the hour that pertains to the Denver Broncos is that the Broncos had placed the franchise tag on safety Justin Simmons. And this is something that is, is a formality, you know, something I think we all had expected given the fact fact that uh, they didn't want to hit let him hit the open free agency market on March 18th. So this was a smart deal by the Broncos. They're still negotiating, trying to work out an agreement on both sides for a long-term deal. A five-year contract, from what I'm told, is the kind of principal guideline about where they want to be in terms of length. And they're going to hope to get that done by the July 15th deadline. But if he does play on the franchise, he'd play at $12.7 million in the 2020 season. But that is not expected to happen. Justin Simmons has said that he would play on the franchise tag, but more than likely, he doesn't have to worry about playing on that because the Broncos are working diligently on coming to terms with a long-term deal on him. And we've seen in the history of the Broncos front office, when John Elway is in control, anybody he places the franchise tag on, they receive a long-term deal shortly afterwards. Now, it could lead all the way up to the July 15th deadline. I mean, a deal could be done at the final minute between these two parties. I'm not expecting that to be the case this time. I expect maybe the Broncos and Simmons to come to terms on an agreement uh, with a deal probably around May. That's the expectation that I have. Just me throwing out a number guess there, but good news for Broncos fans. Look, Justin Simmons isn't going anywhere. To all the people that said that the Raiders were going to pursue him heavily, not going to happen. Can't do that now because he is not going to be an unrestricted free agent. He is a Denver Bronco in 2020, and he'll be a Denver Bronco for many, many years to come as the Broncos and Vic Fangio view him as a cornerstone to this Broncos defense as they embrace change going into this next season and obviously the next decade as the NFL CBA has also been renewed. Chris Harris Jr. is going to be departing the Denver Broncos, which means that there's going to be a new pillar and that's secondary and that guy is going to be Justin Simmons and certainly a, a guy who is a phenomenal leader on and off the field for his teammates does a lot of work in the community and he's evolved so much as a football player it's really exciting to see a guy that came out of Boston College evolving and becoming such a big name right now in the NFL and certainly under Vic Fangio his, his career took a promising rise four interceptions in 2019 over 15 passes defensed definitely fun to see for a guy like Simmons and well deserved for him and his family And I think everybody in Broncos country is now happy that Justin Simmons is not going anywhere in 2020. 
So now let's take a look around the NFL and some AFC West news as it pertains to this free agency week that we could be uh, experiencing depending on if they delay it or not, which is something that we still do not know as this episode was recorded on Sunday morning. But the Chargers also placed the franchise tag on tight end Hunter Henry. They are not letting him go anywhere. And the Broncos are going to have to find a way to cover him and Travis Kelsey within the division. And now you got to add Darren Waller to the mix where the AFC West suddenly has a growing room for promising potential tight ends and hopefully Noah Fant can rise into that same type of category in 2020 become one of those guys that those teams have to worry about how do we find a way to cover this guy how do we limit his production and Hunter Henry if he can stay healthy it makes the Chargers very very scary and if they are in the market for a quarterback like Justin Herbert or Jordan Love well certainly having an option like Hunter Henry is going to help lessen the blow of not having as much experience at the quarterback position now that the team is parting ways with Phillip Rivers and in Kansas City the Chiefs are expected to franchise tag Chris Jones. He's not very happy about it. He's posted some subliminal tweets on Twitter saying that he's not uh, really excited about that. And he said something along the lines of all good things must come to an end. So his time in Kansas City could be done. I don't expect that the Chiefs will trade him, but it's certainly possible. And right now they're only estimated to be working with around $21 million in cap space. They have to get a contract extension done with Patrick Mahomes and they also have to sign some other guys. They have to bring in a cornerback. So I don't know what the Chiefs market necessarily is right now as it pertains to their approach to the NFL free agency period. And in Oakland, well, not in Oakland anymore. Geez, I, I have to catch myself on that every single time. It's almost like San Diego as well. But the Las Vegas Raiders head coach John Gruden has come out and he has reassured his commitment to quarterback Derek Carr. And I know that this is a widely discussed topic right now because everyone's saying, look, Tom Brady to the Raiders, Marcus Mariota maybe to the Raiders. I mean, all these options are certainly possible. There was a rumor floating around that the Chicago Bears were interested in trading for Derek Carr. John Gruden has come out and he said, look, we're committed to Derek Carr. If you look at the analytics, you look at the game film, you look at the statistics, Derek Carr is our guy and we're rolling forward with him in the immediate future. So, I mean, they could still eventually draft a quarterback. I'm just not sure at this point in time what the Raiders plan is when it comes to Derek Carr for sure. But Gruden has come out and he's he's reassured his commitment to him. And ultimately going forward, the Raiders are going into 2020 locked and loaded with a very young, talented football team that the Broncos are going to have to compete with going forward two times per year. And also, it was reported on Sunday by ESPN's Diana Russini that the Tennessee Titans are not interested in Tom Brady. They're working out a long-term deal with quarterback Ryan Tannehill. They loved what he was able to do coming in. Turned that Tennessee Titans franchise around, really. Nothing against Marcus Mariota, but they just seemed to play a lot better with Tannehill's play style. He benefited from being in a different system than the Gase system, and ultimately it paid off for the Titans with a strong run game and a pretty stout defense, and a guy like Tannehill who could limit mistakes, manage the game, and make some plays happen. Obviously with the play action and and using his arm in bits and pieces. He was very accurate in 2019 and the Tennessee Titans do not want to let him go. They want to establish some continuity down there as well. But the biggest news that came on Sunday outside of the CBA is that the Jacksonville Jaguars, they traded away defensive end Calais Campbell to the Baltimore Ravens for a fifth round pick as reported by Tom Pelissero and Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. This is a big move and I know the a lot of Broncos fans were interested in Calais Campbell, uh, but at this point in time, if, if he was gone for a fifth round pick, 
I, I totally would have believed that the Broncos should have had a chance, uh, or did they? Did they reach out? I haven't heard anything yet from the people that I spoke to, but I would have inquired if I were the Broncos. If it was going to take a fifth-round pick to get Clayus Campbell, why not make that push? Why not offer that? Because the Broncos could give away a fifth-rounder for him. If that's all it would have taken, then I'm sure that a reunion uh, with Clayus Campbell in Colorado would have been nice to see for this Broncos team, who has a lot of questions right now entering free agency when it comes to the defensive end position. But Broncos country, we're going to talk about the NFL CBA being renewed for the next 11 years, what it means for the Broncos, what it means for the NFL as a whole. And we talk about that exclusively coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, I got to remind you guys, please get in on the Broncos text line by texting me at 303-529-6323. We talk Broncos, we talk NFL news. And if it's your birthday, I send you happy birthday text. I mean, all this stuff, but get in on all the action and get your Broncos news and fix every single day and interact with me personally, one-on-one. 303-529-6323. Add yourself to the Broncos text line today. It is the start of the second half here on the podcast. And one of the things we're going to be talking about here, the NFL CBA has been renewed. Players had voted on it Saturday leading up to the midnight deadline. And the vote passes with a vote discrepancy is very, very close. 1,019 players voted yes and 959 players voted no. That is a very, very close vote, a 60 vote difference. And there was about 20% of voters from what the NFL has reported that did not actually vote on the CBA, which brings up a whole variety of questions about players. Uh, do they care? Brandon McManus, the Broncos player rep, uh, had said that this, you know, many teams, some players just didn't care. And I, I think that is where we have a little bit of an issue. Which players didn't vote? I would be really intrigued to see, is it a big name player or is it a player that's on the practice squad? Do they vote about these things? I think the common consensus, the early speculation is that some of the players that didn't vote on the CBA or, you know, are considered to be practice squad players or guys that don't make big enough salaries in the National Football League. But I felt like in terms of player minimum salaries, which was definitely impacted, you would figure that some of these practice squad type players would vote on it. So, I mean, there's a lot of ambiguity. Nobody knows who voted no. Uh, Nobody knows who voted yes. I know, I mean, generally, I think we can factor in that maybe guys like Richard Sherman, Aaron Rodgers, many other players had voted no on the CBA, but really intriguing at this point in time, what it means for the NFL, what it means for the Denver Broncos going forward. I mean, this was a very, very close vote. And you got to ask yourself, how much of these votes were driven by the coronavirus? Because the whole delay right now in the sporting world, the MLB, the NBA, right now, as of Sunday morning before uh, 12 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time, there is no delay right now in the NFL free agency period. There is no delay in the NFL draft. That has not been uh, discussed there. And I know the NFL, the NFLPA, they have sat down. They're going to be meeting. They're going to be talking about whether or not they should delay things. And we don't know the information as of right now, but obviously it's something that we're going to continue to monitor here uh, during the show. But, you know, I think uh, the biggest thing too is that the NFL is going to be back for the next 11 years. And I know there were a lot of uh, question marks in terms of the CBA, how, uh, you know, how it pertained to player safety, how you know pertain to player rights and everything along those lines. But let's go over some of the details that have been revealed due to the new CBA passing and what it means for the league going forward. So now with this, the vote passing, the NFL will head to a 17-game 
regular season schedule beginning in 2021. This isn't going to happen in 2020. It's going to be a regular 16-game schedule. The 17th game rolls over in the 2021 season. Now, NFL teams, they can only use one tag, either the franchise or the transition tag, on one player. On the previous CBA, NFL teams could use both the franchise and transition tag. So teams like the Dallas Cowboys, for example, they've got guys like Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper they got to deal with. They can only use one tag now on one of those guys. And the other guy's more than likely going to leave. So I'd expect that Amari Cooper's going to leave the Dallas Cowboys, and I think that they're going to franchise tag Dak Prescott before they can work out a long-term deal. I know that's something that they've been working on, uh, but interesting to see how teams maneuver now that they can no longer use both of those tags. It makes, I think, the playing field a little bit more even for the NFL because you see it every year. Uh, multiple players, star players, get that tag in the final year of their contract when they don't work out necessarily a long-term deal. The Broncos have already used their franchise tag on Justin Simmons, as we discussed previously on today's episode of the show. So that's one of the interesting developments that has emerged from the CBA that goes official starting in 2021 um, and also in this next 2020 season. So the new CBA actually with the franchise and transition tag applies right now. The 17 game schedule rolls over to the next season, not the 2020 season. Also starting in this upcoming NFL season in 2020, there will be seven playoff teams for the AFC and the NFC rather than six. So 14 total playoff teams all together changes the playing field a little bit. The number one seed will get a first round bye, and that means that per the AFC and the NFC, when the playoff starts, there will be three wild card games each per conference. This is going to level out the playing field a little bit. You get one of those teams that are on the bubble in week 17. They're trying to make it into the uh, the NFL playoffs. They got to rely on this team winning. They got to win or they got to hope another team loses. This kind of eliminates that, in my opinion, in terms of the necessity of that week 17 drama, the buildup. So I don't know if I agree with that necessarily, but you know it is what it is. And I don't think there's much that we could do. Obviously, we can't change it. Um, I know a lot of players that I've spoken to do not like the idea of there being a seventh playoff team. It is a tough race. The AFC, the NFC, it is a tough six-team playoff race every single year. And now, essentially, one of those teams that could be seven and nine or eight and eight gets in. That, to me, is uh, where players view it as suspect. And, I, you know, I certainly understand that. I get it for the NFL. Look, we get more football. As a fan, as somebody who covers the NFL, who covers the game itself, we have more football. I couldn't complain about that. I love it. But I also, as a guy who works with players, players and who talks with NFL agents, I tend to also feel the player side of things as well. So I can see things from both sides, from the NFL business standpoint, but also from the player standpoint, I certainly understand that. I think it does make it a lot more interesting. And, you know, like I said, this could be like the March Madness effect in the NFL where you get one of those bottom ranked teams that goes through the wild card playoff race and they all of a sudden they go through and they run the table and they get to the Super Bowl and maybe win it. I mean, you got to love those kind of underdog stories. The Broncos have been wild card teams in the past and they made it to the Super Bowl, and they've won it. So that has happened before. I personally, I, I like the idea of them only having one team that has a first-round buy rather than two teams, and I do believe that the first-round buy actually does a little bit more harm uh, for NFL teams when it comes to the playoff race outside of getting guys rested, maybe healed up from injuries a little bit, giving them an extra time, an extra week to prepare. I certainly understand that, but from a performance standpoint, we've seen, uh, case in point, the Baltimore Ravens, case in point, the Denver Broncos back in 20- 
2012. They had a first round bye. They opened up in the divisional round and then they lost. These are things that I look at. And I is there something, should we read too much into it? I don't, I don't know, but that's just me. I'm a superstitious kind of guy there. Oh uh, yeah, so that's going to be the playoff format uh, for the NFL going into the 2020 season. I kind of like it. I understand the player side of things, um, but certainly uh, want to hear what your thoughts are at Cody Work NFL, at Lockdown Broncos on Twitter. Shoot me a mention today. Plus the NFL, they're also increasing a 48-man game day roster. Now we know that the NFL active roster in the regular season is 53. The game day roster is going to add an extra guy. So this means that the NFL must designate, they must have eight offensive linemen, usually one of those positions where you don't always see NFL teams carrying that many offensive linemen altogether. Usually it's about six to seven total deep and you usually have guys that can play swing guard tackle, swing guard center, uh, these things like here. But now you get to add an extra guy on the active game day roster, which is cool. The increased minimum player salary is going to be beneficial for guys on the practice squad or guys on the lower tier, maybe in their first contract. They get a little bit more benefit from that. Also, there are increased benefits for active and former players. Now, how much of this is actually like the details? I'm not quite aware of what these details or the increased benefits would be like, especially for former players. Uh, you know, like I said, at the, after the fifth year, after you being out of the league, your insurance kicks off. It, it goes away. You have to provide coverage on your own. So we see a lot of these injuries, a lot of these long-term effects of playing the game start to creep up in the later years of a human being's life post-football, that to me is where the concerning part comes in, and that's something that players were not very happy about in terms of the vote. You also get increased practice squads in terms of the size and eligibility. This is great for guys that you know are viewed as developmental prospects that maybe the Broncos can't keep everybody, but now when you increase the practice squad size, once you make your initial cuts and they clear waivers, then you can bring them in and they can have a role. So I think I like that being an option. It gives more guys an opportunity to play in the NFL or to catch on with another team. Also, so players will no longer be suspended for positive marijuana tests. Now, this is something I think that was voted yes on. This was something that was placed in there to help increase the likelihood of a yes vote for many NFL players. I believe the threshold for nanograms was 35 NG slash ML. I think it's bumping up now to, I believe, 135 NG slash ML in terms of a positive test, but players will no longer be facing that discipline for a positive marijuana test, which could be good, um, but that's a whole nother subject that, uh, you know, we'll get into on another day here. Plus, Mike Kliss of Nine News Never tweeted out that vested veterans can now miss up to five days of off-season workouts, including one OTA, and they can still earn their full workout bonus. So there's a lot of stuff in this NFL CBA that has been passed, it's been discussed, it's been detailed uh, that I think ultimately is going to be the nature for the next 11 years when the CBA expires, I believe, in 2030. So there's a lot of craziness right now as it pertains to how the NFL is going to operate in terms of TV revenues, maybe TV contract renewals with big major networks. Who knows what's going to happen in the next five years and how the CBA will truly affect the NFL and the game itself, but it's certainly something to keep an eye on. And ladies and gentlemen, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to discuss maybe how active the Broncos will be this week in the NFL free agency period, pending whether or not the NFL decides to delay the NFL free agency year or the NFL draft. We talk about that and what we can expect from the Broncos maybe this week if everything goes according to plan. But before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, I want to give a special shout out to my man Vincent Baum for winning the Lockdown Broncos Sock Contest giveaway. Contest number one is in the books. It's all said and done. 
and you guys have an opportunity to win more socks. We have nine more giveaways that we're going to be doing all throughout the entire offseason. The next one will be announced on March 31st. So stay in the loop here, Lockdown Broncos, and find out on March 31st how you can enter for the next giveaway for Lockdown Broncos socks. Broncos country approaching the fourth quarter here on today's episode of the show. We're going to use this portion of the show here to presume that the NFL league year is going to start as normal. The NFL free agency period will not be affected and the NFL draft will still continue as is. I mean, that's a long ways away. Anything could change at this point in time, but we're going to operate under the assumption that the NFL league year starts officially on March 18th. And as of Sunday morning, as the podcast was recorded, the NFL, the NFL Players Association would both have to vote on a change to start the league year a little bit later according to NFL Network's Tom Pelissero so because this new CBA was pushed through the NFL the NFL player side they have to vote if there is going to be a change in the league year because it does affect formatting and scheduling and major events like minicamp and OTAs physicals the NFL draft everything like that it pushes everything back a little bit so it could have an impact if the NFL does decide to do just that but as of Sunday morning no information is known here so let's talk about some predictions of potential moves that will happen for the Broncos this week if everything operates as normal. And first off, you know, I think that the first moves we may see for the Broncos is signing Prince of Mukamara and Devontae Bosby to a contract deal uh, for the Denver Broncos at the cornerback position. Those are the top two targets right now for them. Xavier Rhodes became a free agent over the weekend as well. And if uh, the Broncos can't sign Prince of Mukamara or Devontae Bosby, expect them to have a little bit of interest in Xavier Rhodes, who had a really off year in Minnesota the last two two seasons, but he's lengthy. I feel like he'd be a good fit in the Vic Fangio scheme, and he could benefit from a change of scenery. Obviously, there are a lot of questions pertaining to his performance. I know a lot of Broncos fans are not open to the idea of Xavier Rhodes, but it could be an interesting fit for Vic Fangio's defense, and you know that Vic would utilize him in a way where his strengths as a cornerback show themselves, and I think he's very lengthy. He's physical, and those are the things we can see, and I go back to the Minnesota Vikings game where the Broncos had that big lead. They blew it, unfortunately, and uh, uh, you know, despite the fact that Cortland Sutton had some crazy catches, some crazy mosses, you know, I, I look at Xavier Rhodes' coverage. It was actually pretty good on many of those contested catches. He contested a lot of those uh, receptions there. Very tight coverage. Great play by Cortland Sutton. That's even a bigger testament to him. Also, a quarterback, he had Brandon Allen at the time. So, uh, you know, something we look back on in Broncos country from 2019. And certainly, it could have been a good moment if the Broncos would have held on to win that game. I mean, their whole entire destiny could have been changed just from that standpoint if they were able to win that game. But uh, we can't play the what-if game over here anymore. But take a look at Prince. Prince of Mukamara, Devontae Bosby being the first two domino pieces that the team tries to get. Alongside them trying to make a strong push effort to sign DJ Reader to a contract for the Denver Broncos to help man that defensive end position. In terms of other predictions about potential moves that will happen with this Broncos team, I would really keep an eye on there. I think they're going to make a firm offer to Derek Wolf, but I think Derek Wolf is going to reflect back on some of these other teams like the Bengals, like the Cardinals, like the Ravens or the Patriots. They're going to reflect on that, what kind of deals and offers they get from them, and then they're going to hardball, they're going to push it back to the Broncos. Do you want to up this, or do you want to let me go? I think we're going to see that kind of hardball negotiating type period here for the Broncos and Derek Wolf. Shelby Harris likely to sign a contract with another team that is willing to pay him. His market has heated up exponentially, and Drew Rosenhaus is going to get him some big bucks, and rightfully so, he deserves it. Derek Wolf will be seeking his last contract in the NFL, and it could be in the two to three year category 
for him, and then he's going to retire. And I, I do think that the Broncos want him back, but the biggest thing is that Derek Wolf wants to be paid a little bit of money, especially something to set him up. If this is his final contract and he says he's not asking to break the bank, he just wants to be paid something that's fair. Well, the floor right now is $9.75 million, as we've discussed here on the show, and uh, it's going to be up to the Broncos essentially to say, hey, okay, look, Wafu, 10.4 or 10.5 million per year, take it or leave it. And if he decides to take it, look, he's going to be a Bronco. He'll retire a Bronco. You'll keep some continuity in that locker room alongside him and Von Miller, Bradley Chubb. And if you add a guy like DJ Reader, have it combine that with some depth pieces behind them and Demarcus Walker and Draymond Jones, this Broncos team has some stout defensive depth. And I think it would be a great addition overall for the team. Expect them to make their tenders to Mike Purcell. Um, that's something I think that they should do. I don't think they should just let Mike Purcell walk away freely. I feel like he did contribute big time. He was a massive component of the Broncos' success defensively in 2019 after such a horrific start for them. They were able to anchor things down. Purcell was one of those guys utilized heavily against stopping the run, plugging gaps, and uh, you know the Broncos do need a little bit more pass rush, I think, from that nose tackle position. Could they get that via the NFL draft, or could they pursue another free agency option? I mean, at this point in time, it is all very unknown, but these are things that I expect to happen this week for the Broncos, and, and maybe take a look, too, at Will Parks. If the Broncos don't necessarily, I think they have to focus really quick on some other areas. Like I said, defensive end, they look at that. Connor McGovern, they're going to be making a firm offer for Connor McGovern, hopefully keeping him back in the fold here for the Denver Broncos going forward. So I think that's something to keep an eye on, ladies and gentlemen. The NFL free agency period starts this week. As of right now, March 18th is the start of the NFL new league year, and you can have a lot of expectations about a lot of change in the NFL. Chris Harris Jr. has shut the door on coming back to the Denver Broncos. He is done in Denver, and I do predict that he is going to be coming uh, back to Denver when his career is all said and done. He'll sign a one-day contract and retire as a Bronco, despite wherever he signs elsewhere. But want to give uh, Strap Harris a shout-out and a mile-high salute. Thank you for all the times in Denver. Uh, we would certainly everybody in Broncos country is going to miss you, appreciate working with you in the media, and uh, we'll see what the Broncos can do this week. Are they going to be willing and dealing? How active are they going to be? Well, we're going to find out very shortly. But that'll do it for today's episode of Lockdown Broncos, ladies and gentlemen. Broncos country, as always, want to appreciate you guys for tuning in to today's episode of the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Broncos. And if you love the show, please go to Apple Podcasts right now. Leave us a review and leave us a five-star rating. If you love the show, tell us why you love it. We'll give you a shout-out here on air. Enter your Twitter handle into that review as well, and you'll be automatically entered into every single contest giveaway that we do in the future going forward. And don't forget to add yourself to my contact list, 303-529-6323. But I'll do it for today's episode of the show. In the meantime, tell your smart device to play Locked On NFL, hosted by Matt Williamson and Brian Peacock for the latest news around the National Football League.